Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello, and welcome to Shush. I'm, I'm watching, watching a movie. Movie. Alex, man. you crapped out on that one, though. Yeah, yeah. You got to lean into it. <laughs> you made I it seem not. like you were going to... For a second, I was like, oh, we're not going to talk at the same time. And then we did, and then you just stopped, so... Look, I'm not a smart man. Uh, <laughs> we have a special guest. We today. do. We haven't had a guest in so long. And the last mm-hmm. guests we have, were, we were slowly working our way through the the cast of Kim's Convenience. But this today we don't mm-hmm. have we don't have that. Today we have someone who's very very special, a very a wonderful, amazing comedian. One of the first comedians. I don't know if you know this, uh, James. You were the one of the first comedians I worked with. Who who was like I felt like a professional guy because you Ooh. hosted my first show when I was in the Sketchersons. Really? Oh man, yeah, I didn't you know that my very first show. <laughs> wow, the mark of professionalism. You're my professional, my professional man. You gotta be pretty <laughs> big time to friend. host the Sketchersons. It was to me. Yeah. It was big time. Oh. <laughs> um, we have James Hartnett here of the Landlord Tenant Podcast and many other things. James, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to do it. I thought your intro <laughs> yeah. was good. I didn't think it was awkward or anything. I, I was into it. <laughs> <laughs> good. We need Sounds that. Sounds like a lie, but, I'll, I, but I need this wins. No, we I need, need these it. wins. It's been a week. Um, so, James, uh, I'm thrilled for you to bring your energy Mm-hmm. You enjoyed our podcast and you're going to bring us a movie that I think is uh, what I would describe as men like this movie. James, <laughs> what is this movie called? Uh, this movie is called Roadhouse. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, pretty masculine title right off the bat. Even if you don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about it, you're thinking, okay. Um, and it's a Patrick <laughs> Swayze movie. Um, we got uh, Sam Elliott in it as well. Uh, oh, exciting. There's a woman in it. I don't know her name. Okay. Also, and uh, I'm sure she has um, a really well developed character. Yeah, I'm sure it passed the test. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, my is this movie was like written by a woman, right? Was it? Was it? Or am I wrong? Google it, Alex. <laughs> uh, I'm. A story by was a man written but, by a uh, woman with a man holding a gun to her head while she was doing it. Oh, the so there's story by as a man, and then screenplay by David Lee Henry and Hillary Henkin. That's nice. So, Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the deodorant. No, I'm, so I'm a, I'm David Lee Henry is double dipping on the story and screenplay credit, but Let's she did um, enough work to get it to get a co-credit. What we should do, I want to start the movie and then James, can you can you tell us why 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 Roadhouse? Is this a movie that you've seen a lot? Like what why is it so meaningful <sighs> um, to you? I to be honest, I've only seen it once, which maybe is against the rules, <laughs> but I loved it. And I watched it on a vacation to uh, to Chicago. And like, you know, you're in the hotel on a vacation and you kind of like, you know, what? Like it was like there was something fun about being in the hotel watching the movie. And I loved it. <laughs> I have such a good memory of watching it because it's so stupid, but also great. Well, I understand. It's absolutely like absolutely destroy that good memory. Situational, <laughs> situational love. And James, may I say, you mm. should probably put subtitles on because we just we blast right through this movie in terms of oh, not paying attention. Yeah. Okay, let me figure out how to do that. <laughs> I want to hit oh, play. Got it. That works too. Um, you might have also noticed the ones I I I gave you guys for consideration were all yeah like eighties or nineties. And, uh, Which is like the hit for this podcast. But yeah, yeah, very, very. Love, yeah, we exclusively do movies of the mid nineties, to be honest. Oh, I love. But I feel like that was like weirdly my favorite era. Like even stupid or or like blockbuster kind of bad movies from the nineties just are different somehow. I, love I could rewind. say I, 
I say with with the, with sincereness that I think the movies ha- were we talk about this all the time that it was the exact right budget to make a good movie that isn't necessarily um like a Marvel like movie. So if you yeah. want a mm-hmm. thoughtful, grounded three people talking kind of movie, the 90s was the time to do it. Whereas now those movies they don't get as much money and they're just more boring. Whereas mm-hmm. in the 90s they put some money into it there'd be like a song written by like i don't know aerosmith or something somebody yeah Yeah, aerosmith and then yeah but uh but also that could be because we were kids in the 90s right so maybe we just hold things to higher regard i think uh i don't know i i'm about to get on a horse so high i may fall off and break my neck (laughs) okay but uh uh, I i was talking with someone about superhero movies and how superhero movies like the they're made to please everybody like they're made to like you know everybody can enjoy them so they're sexless they're mm-hmm. uh, like there's like relationships but there's like no sexual any we get it alex there's all. no sex in it. <laughs> jesus <laughs> um and it also like it uh 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 has these super high budgets and has all this stuff but like because they can't challenge anybody it's like the moral core of it, like the themes of it is closer to Barney than it is to any adult thing. Mm. So I think when we look back at movies, like the moral themes of like roadhouse are not well developed. I doubt they're good. Subtle, James, no but offense, but I doubt but, they're no, good. Take it, take it. <laughs> but, but they are like more complex than like friendship will help you of like the Avengers or whatever. I think that's um, a good can call. I chime in and th- yeah, that, for, I like this, Alex. I think that's. I, I think, think you're right. I think that's true. I also think like to get good, interesting themes, you're just you're just getting a really like a, a movie that not everyone sees. Where in the '90s, everyone would yeah. see the movie because there wasn't yeah. as many things. But I was gonna say the movie itself that we're watching, Roadhouse. Just based off the title, it has to do with a house that's a, on a road. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a good. That's a great good guess. It, you know okay, what? Yeah. I think there are many houses in the movie that are are accessible by road. Because technically, where I live is an apartment off of a, a lane, so I I would oh. don't qualify as a road house. Your your movie would be lane house. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. lane apartment. <laughs> and I'm a two story walk up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, you know what? It's actually a sort of. I think Roadhouse is just um, a reference to like a scummy bar. I don't even know if it's. A specific yeah. bar, maybe the It'd one like, he ends like, up getting like a job a at is, is called the Roadhouse. But um, Patrick Swayze is basically the best bouncer in the world. Yeah, that's what's yeah. being established right now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the, the Stephen Hawking of. Bouncers. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something controversial. Stephen Hawking of bouncers. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the best bouncer in the world until yeah. he like an actual tall person exists. Because like, how tall is he? <laughs> But you don't need to be tall to bounce. He's low to the ground and he can, you know. His center of gravity is in the right spot. And I'm pretty sure he's he discarding. Oh, can I, sorry to interrupt you. But mm, do you guys know Jeff with. Healy? He, no. He was, was he a, the singer? Yes. And he's from Toronto. And he he played all the time, I think, at the Transac. And he's like sort of a famous Toronto blues guy who who uh, is uh, he's blind. He can't see. And I mean, I didn't really didn't need to explain what that meant. But he um, he's like has a big part in this movie as okay, a musician. Okay, so okay, I see what's going on. I was looking at a different guy, but the guy that was the lead singer was not Jeff Healy, right? No, no. He's okay, because so the, the lead though, singer, 
correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that the lead singer in the band that we saw on screen was the was one of the dads in Twilight, was the dad of the wolf in Twilight. <laughs> and so for a second, I got really excited. But I'm just looking up. Yeah, I think I know Jeff Healy, actually. He's very familiar looking. I think he was sort of famous that name in is familiar in the 90s or the 80s and the 90s or something. Well, I used to work at RCM, and I feel like maybe he played when I was there. Oh, maybe. Like at the, at the concert. I think I think maybe. But you know what? I'm often wrong, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I, so he's the best bouncer in the wor- world. He's at a shitty a bar thin. right now. He's the he's a thin. Mm. He's the best bouncer in the world. <laughs> and there's a dude coming to basically try to hire him away to his new bar. And like yeah. Swayze's it, giving him his right demands. Now? That's what's okay, so this right has now. nothing to do with like, okay, so I'm going to just um, call out my ignorance. I mm. was thinking that this was the movie with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn where someone gets kidnapped or or someone is kidnapped. Mm. Is it Overboard? But no, also <laughs> a movie with a house in it. <laughs> Most movies have houses in them, truthfully. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm realizing that I kind of am much more into this plot than the plot that I was assuming. So oh, it's uh, a great plot. Yeah. Yeah. It's wanting the best bouncer in the world to go over to a different bar. Yeah, like this guy's starting a new bar and for some reason that's not clear or at all, it's just so insanely violent and he finds yeah. the best bouncer in America and is and he hires him to come work at his at his very violent bar. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I run this bar that's basically a mixed martial arts center. Uh, I mean, I mean, like a center? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, center for the progress of mixed martial arts. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just love that in the reality of this movie, people love the blues. Like, a, like a, <laughs> in reality of this movie, that the people are just like applauding for the blues and not just mildly well, enduring it. You know, I went to the Silver Dollar Room once. And let me tell you something. I liked the blues when I was there. I enjoyed it. Hey. I swayed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, when I was in college, uh, she dated a guy who was in like, so it was at Humber and like he was a part of the music program, which was supposed to be very good. And he was in the jazz thing and then he had a blues band. So I went to a lot of blues concerts now that I'm remembering. But then he broke up with her in such a mean way that I haven't listened to the blues since. Aww. Yeah, but he really did break up with her in such a mean way. He just was, he didn't, <laughs> he was unavailable for three weeks and then drove to her house and said, oh yeah, we're broken up. And then she never spoke to him again. Ooh, that sucks. <laughs> That's how you got to do it when you're 19. <laughs> you know, I remember sort of breaking up with a girl in high school, but it wasn't even real. Like, I don't even think, I feel like we barely kissed. And I remember uh, uh, when you said it wasn't even real. I was like, "Was the girl not real?" Like I think I made like her you got up, your own uh, middle, so you your own middle fight club in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being like, "No, young what and, happened?" Uh, just like uh, wait, like you just never talked to her, and then you—that was it. No, I just sort of uncomfortably broke up with her on the phone, and felt like it was maybe a bit. You know, not as nice as I wish I had done, but I mean, also when you're really young, maybe you're not nailing it all the time. I was going to say, yeah, I've, oh, I've broken up with people on the phone, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. That's fine. I think, I think the phone, because you know what, there's this weird, like, halfway point of, like, 
if you're just meeting up to be broken up with, it's annoying for the person to get fully ready to go out thinking they're going on a date and then they like go to a bar and then they always will associate that bar with being broken up with so there is a weird kindness to breaking up over the phone but the relationship can only be counted in months when you're able to break up on the phone anything that Uh, passes six months and over i think so if i want to break up with my girlfriend who i currently live with i can't just call her (laughs) and dump her you can't do it. I remember once I got broken up with at the bar that was like a, like down the street from my house. And I was like, at my bar, like at the bar that is close to me, where my memories are. I think but, I, I actually had a really long relationship Ma- that was like. Malson just. Oh, you're Malson just texted me. Why oh. do you want to break up with me? Yeah, Alex, don't talk. She can't even hear the and other no, side of the conversation. over the phone. I live here. Um, sorry, James, what were you saying? <laughs> sorry, James, <laughs> like a go long for it. relationship that was already on the rocks and it kind of broken up and kind of not. And then we had a big, long, unpleasant conversation on the phone and it kind of officially, officially ended on the phone. And I was fine with that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes that's just the way yeah. the convo goes. It w- but it wasn't out of nowhere. I think if it was out of nowhere, that would be a bummer. But when you're kind of like, just... you know, it's maybe going that way. There's no good way to break up with someone because even if you do it properly i don't know then there's like not enough closure and then you think that like things are okay it's a nightmare it's just a nightmare Mm -hmm. regardless Mm -hmm. i don't know i I had a i got broken i was seeing someone in the summer fall times when it was dangerous less dangerous but it still felt kind of dangerous and uh he broke up with me via text and that's never happened to me in my life and so uh, I'd, say, I'd say that was the worst way to do it. And then the next day, his friend emailed me because like I had been dating him for a while where like he, we told our friends about each other. And his friend like emailed me because he had like given my email for like a like something about a job. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't help you. Your friend broke up with me via text. And it was uh, it was a terrible idea. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the movie, but a guy hitting on a girl said, let's say we go nipple to nipple, which is maybe the grossest <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone propose sex. Wait, yeah, that is that's pretty a sexual gross. thing? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I guess guys aren't usually thinking about what's going on with their nipples, and I mean, I guess that's his interest. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he's just into specific nipple play. Yeah. He wants to let you know what you're getting immediately, and it's only nipple stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, fun fact about that actress that he was that was the waitress. She plays Luke from Gilmore Girls's sister on Gilmore mm. Girls. So that was Luke's Luke's sister. Oh, yeah the 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 bar uh, owner is uh, changing graffiti that said for a great oh. f word call this number and he's changing the graffiti to be not rude to Buick. Yeah, changed. Yeah. Wow. So he he's okay with owning a violent bar, but he's not okay with people sol- with soliciting sex on his wall. Okay. That's a good point. See, I, th- <laughs> I think we're at the he's violent very bar very Christian. Now. Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's the violent bar. <laughs> now, is this, this... This is like an era thing, or is this like a culture thing? Like these types of bars, where do they exist? I've never been to a bar like this. I grew up in Orangeville, like near Orangeville. And I've never been okay. to a bar like this, but I've definitely, like, you know, maybe like 10% or 20% of the way towards this. I feel like okay. I could identify with, but not not this crazy. 
I, I, my understanding is like a roadhouse is like a type of bar, like a, mm. like a dive bar, but it's like in like the mid in like the flyover more country fried States of like, it's a, like in the middle of nowhere towns, it's like a kind of a watering hole for a lot of communities uh, Okay, that you would drive to like a or, legion? Like, or like a motorcycle bar would be closer. Mm. Oh, I never been to a motorcycle bar. Well, One. no, because we live in the city. Like we're not going <laughs> to yeah. go to a motorcycle. But I can like, travel. I'm not. I'm not. I've never not left Toronto. Yeah, yeah. But also, like you're not. You're not go. You're not. These aren't vacation hotspots. You don't so know where like, I go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Italy again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, I go to Italy nonstop. <laughs> you don't even know, Alex. I've toured Ontario, so. Nice. <laughs> all the way up to Thunder Bay. I have been to Thunder Bay. I've been to Thunder Bay. I've been to Meaford. You ever been to North Bay? I've not been to North no. Bay. Is it different than Thunder Bay? <sighs> Gotta be honest. I didn't like North Bay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. to all That's where North my Karis was from, I remember. Really? It was beautiful. Yeah, a beautiful landscape, but the town was, oh boy. Full of my Karises. Yeah, just full of my Karis signs everywhere. <laughs> Whoa, what a way of grabbing a woman's chest. Yeah, this guy's just yeah, grabbing just... this woman's boob. <laughs> to, to say grab is the wrong, to lightly push. He like feathered as if, like, it, I would say, like he like went like that or something. Like imagine you like, we're trying to like, like straight, you know, like in a suede couch or something, you want to make it all face the same way. Mm-hmm. You kind of rub it a bit. Mm-hmm. He's basically doing that. So Twist. Th- th- Wait, sort of what's kinky... happening at this bar? Okay. It's making me so Yeah, it's a kinky situation. A husband and wife are <laughs> saying to these men, hey, want to touch my wife's boobs for $20? And then a guy <laughs> is doing it. Okay. But you know a fight's about to break out soon. Oh, because he doesn't have $20. And oh. that's the disrespectful thing. Uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the really weird thing. Okay, it's now there's swingers. a huge fight. Yeah, I guess so. It's weird how she like took off her halter thing to reveal even more of a full coverage bra. Where it's like, <laughs> why don't I just keep the halter on? It's a great point. Well, here's one thing for certain is that you'll never get a feeling up like that in an Avengers movie. Yeah, sexless, not, not sexless Your Avengers. point truly stands. The odds of <laughs> yeah. Loki doing that. If they made, I mean, isn't that what slow. Deadpool is? Isn't Deadpool like the R-rated yeah, superhero movie? Pretty, I, I haven't seen it. I, actually, so. I, was, I, was say, I would say it's pretty sexless, but there is like actual, like it's kind of like uses a punchline, but it is, my, my point falls apart. With Deadpool? Is there full yeah, sex yeah. in Deadpool? You, he gets pegged in a scene or implied pegging. From a woman or from a man? From a woman. Oh, I got all excited. What is a guy pegging him, but keeping his penis to himself? (laughs) uh, You know, like a a a dildo in the butt. Ah, okay. I was going to say something really stupid. uh, I I don't know if we talked about. I I, I forgot that you're a a major Avengers fan. James is is a is a nice man who we've brought on a thing to watch a movie, and we've just talked at him about sexual things, and I think we're making him very uncomfortable. I think he's frozen. Oh no, now he's frozen in his uncomfortableness. James, oh no. (laughs) Um, Sorry about that. But I was saying it it has like a good energy. It has a very good energy and flow to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's well made. Like it's not like, like this movie is like a classic for a reason. And and like, I think stuff against it, it would be like, is very, the eighties had a series of movies that were like, 
for every reason should have been bad, but for whatever reason were like entertaining and weird and fun in their own You're way. Right. I think of like Bloodsport of being like a similar movie to this mm-hmm. where it's like it should have been horrible, it but it was silly. Good, yeah. and, it was silly and fun in its own way. I've I never heard of Bloodsport. Or like Young Blood, speaking of movies with blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's just called blood. <laughs> yeah, what a <laughs> You know, I am one of of three sisters and I think all of this era of movies have completely passed us by. Hmm. I I will say that I think people's opinion of these kind of like 80s beefy movies are uh colored by the worst versions of it when like the really good movies are like they're, they're they're like popcorn they're like entertainment they're not like particularly deep but they are like fun and entertaining and and cool and ha- and often have something even mild to say about something but i think people like compare it to like a steven seagal garbage fest i mean than like i'm not gonna know. sit here and act like i don't like friggin rapid fire <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> um uh, yeah, Steven yeah. Seagal is a very bad person, though. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking because the last movie we watched that had this aesthetic was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And <laughs> that was unwatchable. Like, even mm-hmm. to have it peripherally and having a conversation going, like, for me, that I couldn't, like, because I didn't watch it as a kid. So I don't I don't think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a well-made movie. Like, I don't, like there isn't a lot of, but it is, it, I will say it's got, like, some idiosyncratic things that are fun. And kind of like the fact that we just kind of stops in the middle to go to a farm is very funny to me. Um, oh, yeah, and the Ninja Turtles. Well, that's why I'm yeah, bringing yeah. it up because it looks a lot like this farm that we're currently at. I think, I think it's just a certain level of budget in the late 80s. It has like a look to it. You know? Yeah, they all film at yeah. the same farm. I'm not I'm not a person who I don't want to be the kind of person who's like, you know, the Phantom Menace was bad because they don't use puppets mm. or whatever but i was watching um like twister which i know is 90s but you really can't tell yeah. when like you know a silo falls over and a tree falls over you're like oh yeah they definitely really made that happen it's not and it does look a little different it's so much better yeah. mm-hmm. it is why the phantom menace isn't i mean like i don't care about star wars but but it is true though <laughs> it is true because like when you watch like the T-Rex and the Raptors in Jurassic Park look mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. The Bras- Brachiosaurus looks so stupid. So it's like, I don't know why they wouldn't just keep going and making like animatronics like super amazing. I mean, I assume it's because it's super expensive comparatively. But imagine if the Avengers had like some animatronic shit in it versus just a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Would it have be a different feel. Hmm. Be very yeah. tactile if Michelle Gondry made <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched Michelle Gondry's Avengers. <laughs> I would love to. I did love you, Michelle Gondry. Did you guys watch the new Zack Snyder four-hour Justice League no. or whatever? I, I did not. No, me neither. I, I keep putting it off because I think in our in our the movie group we might do a, <laughs> a watch along with it. But uh, all of it at the same time. I'm I'm saying it should be like a hands in the hard body competition where like last person standing wins the pot. Um, <laughs> Have you seen it, James? No, I like. I'm not a. I'm not really a big superhero movie guy at all. But I mean, you know, like yeah. I'd watch the Marvel movies sometimes in the movie theater because it's fun. But I don't really. Yeah, care. I love an IMAX experience. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I did think those were kind of stupid but fun. But I, mm-hmm. I don't get the DC ones at all. I went to the movies to see Batman versus Superman, 
with a friend was- and we like brought yeah. in like some wine like to drink like for fun. I thought it would be like a fun bad movie, but it was like boring bad. Like it was just brutal. And I haven't really watched any of the other crime. This is the greatest crimes of these bad movies. Like we did that with cats. We were like, well, let's Mm. get in. And the worst part about cats is it was so boring. Yeah. I will say that I laughed my ass off. (laughs) But there, 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 there is a stretch where they're in the, like that, like dilapidated dance hall or whatever. That is so long. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's also parts where rebel Wilson is looks like a cat and then she unzips her fur and she's wearing a like like a like a costume underneath and then she unzips that again and goes back to regular cat and it's like what does that mean like for the logic mm. of the world it doesn't mean anything Damn. but that's uh <laughs> i can think about that i think about that all the time actually <laughs> it just disturbs me so much <laughs> yeah I just think like, you know, you think about a movie, you write a movie, so many people have to go through it and that they were fine with her unzipping regular to costume to back to regular. Like, why wouldn't she just put it back on? What's the difference Mm. to create to keep the logic going? (sighs) Alex Alex looks like he's dying right now. (laughs) I so I've I've put more thought to the movie Cats than anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So has Patrick Swayze taken this job? Yes. Yeah. So now he's like head bartender, head, uh, head bouncer. bouncer, and he's basically like he ba- he basically said to the to the owner of this bar, "I'll take your job, but you have to do exactly what I say." Like as though okay. bouncers have this power in the world. You know what I mean? Like I'll take the job <laughs> on my terms, but uh, <laughs> he does. He's so good at being a bouncer that he can literally call the shots. And right now he's addressing the employees of this shitty bar. And he's saying, you got to go, you got to do this, you got to do that. Well, if it's the most violent bar in the world, it's like he's the guy. Like, he's got to make the rules. Um, I just listened to a podcast about um, the Kennedy assassination conspiracies. And Mm -hmm. the thing I learned is the man that killed Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby, owned a bar and was his own bouncer. He was the own bouncer to his own bar. Uh, and he was a hothead. So for all your conspiracy theories, people out there, he just wanted to kill Oswald because he thought that he would be hailed as a hero. He's like, I'm just going to kill that guy. And then, and then he did. And it happened to be on camera. So don't, don't sit there and say that there's a conspiracy. He imagine just got into a lot of fights. Imagine we find out Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse is loosely based on this bouncer. <laughs> on Jack Ruby? <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty um, cool. Actually, I'd like. I'd watch a We should I, check out. Honestly, notice if he mentions anything about JFK or anything like that. <laughs> I, I I love that. Like we all do comedy, and I'm sure we've all run shows at bars at some time. And people who own bars are some of the the weirdest, worst people. And it tracks hey. <laughs> so hard for me that a guy who owns a bar is like. I know I'll kill a man and everyone will love me. Like it's, it's, that's the most <laughs> bar owner logic, especially the one man band bar where he's like also the bouncer. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> um, so the whole thing is like, there's just so many conspiracy theories about Kennedy being killed because of, you know, the mob or blah, blah, blah. But then when they kind of explained it out, it just really doesn't, it just seems like a shitty situation about someone who didn't like the president and it happened and it was sad. And mm-hmm. I was, trying to explain that exact reasoning to my mom the other day. 
And she very got very hot and was like, it was the mob and just screamed <laughs> that it was the mob and that Jack Ruby was the mob. And I was like, I, but I just heard a thing that explained very clearly that it wasn't, that he was nothing to do with the mob. She's like, please, a bouncer at a bar. He's the mob. So wow. maybe they're just all a part of the mob. But it's just so crazy explaining to someone like, here's new information or here's old information that is proven. And for their reaction to be like, you're wrong. Yeah. It was a real wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever read or watch the Stephen King um, 11, 22, 63? Oh, I, I watched didn't, it. But yeah. Ben, when I was dating Ben, he he was on an episode of that show. Oh, wow. I, yeah. uh, I, I read it just for fun. And uh, it was like, you know, it was kind of fun. It's like a guy. It's silly. A guy finds like a yeah. portal that takes him back to the late 50s. And then he realizes every time he goes in, he goes back to the same time and he decides he's going to try to stop the assassination. Um, I don't know if the show was, it was James Franco, right? I know. I never saw the show. Oh, the you show just read was, the book. The show was silly. Mm. And that's what made it fun. Yeah. The book like, was silly it, like, too. I had fun with, I had fun with the show. I would not by any sort of the imagination, call it good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The book was the same. It was like a fun read, but it, you wouldn't be like brilliant. I, I think that's the thing with like, I've read, earlier Stephen King and the current day Stephen King. Mm -hmm. And in that time he's figured out what his hit actually is. Mm. Whereas like if you read the shining, it's like a weird super, like it's trying to be like high art about like alcoholism. Huh? And then if you read like anything later, he's like, I am a pulp writer mm. and I am Fisher price. My first, uh, 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 horror writer did you lose your you train it. of and thought there is... because of the sex scene on the <laughs> yes, screen yes. right now and also... first of all that's not patrick swayze and i thought that that was and i got so shocked when patrick swayze opened the door yeah <laughs> but we saw you were full... shocked when you were shocked when you saw the full nudity because the could, full nudity saw, shocks me i saw vite's jaw drop <laughs> i just am never expecting full nudity in like in any of the movies that we watched, but I guess I did make you watch by the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I did make you watch Fifty Shades of Grey, um, which has which so much that, nudity. But wasn't even that horny? Like it was. No, weirdly. it's not horny, but it's very naked. But except for yes. the guy who all you see is he just wears <laughs> low cut jeans. So you, yeah. just... <laughs> you see a little bit of neck. It's so stupid. But the, the um, actor and the actress from that hate each other, right? Isn't that the thing that they? The yeah. They did, yeah. That's that's the that's the Hollywood rumor, mm. and you know what? You can tell, you can tell that they it, don't uh, enjoy each other. Uh, it comes through. It's because, well, what it seems like is like Dakota Johnson is doing a really good job for having nothing to work against. Mm. Yeah. Like, and and what's so funny is the guy in it is not a bad actor, and he can be very funny. He was in. Um, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you guys seen that, by the way? No. It's very fun. Oh. It's, it's like, like a... It, it's like Austin Powers, kind of. Yeah, it's, hmm. I describe it as Austin Powers for the ladies. Yeah, is, it really uh, is. It's very. It's like a joke a minute, and he's in it, yeah. and he's very funny. So I just think, missed opportunity for... I don't know who. But anyways, long story short, we saw a side of a man's... You never see, like, a butt in the... Is, is men butts a thing in the 80s? Uh, I've definitely seen. I feel like it might oh, have been. Like, feel, you also saw like yeah. thrusting, which I'm always very shocked at. Like, yeah, I feel like um, 
uh, there, I feel like there was there was like some iconic male butt scenes in the eighties. You know what? You know why I think I think that. Remember the Emilio Estevez Lethal Weapon parody Loaded Weapon? Oh no, we lost him again. Did I lose you guys again? I did. But there, this is such a sexual movie. <laughs> Do I love this movie? Enjoy on it. Lots of titties. Yeah, it's it's sex in the way that like we were raised on sex, where it's like yeah. there's no romance, there's nothing. It's just it's like, just it's just like cardinal desire. Like, yeah, it's very obscene. I find this yeah. like more obscene than like pornography for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like pornography, everyone knows what they're doing. This is the pretensions of being art. <laughs> also, all the women's bodies, and I do understand that like. It has to do with casting and the men's bodies too. They all are so similar. All the women, they because they all wear yeah. the same kind of bathing suit where you, yeah. it's like that deep V bathing suit. And so they kind of all have these hips that go in like this. And I just, you never see a body like that anymore. It's a very eighties. Like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like everyone, like there's different shapes of faces and bodies through different decades. Like there's very like, like friends of our, like Guy Bradford has a very sixties face, you know? Yeah. yeah Guy Bradford looks like, butt. well, cause that's cause he looks like Ethan Embry who, who was in that thing you do. <laughs> My question to you is Alex, this girl, mm-hmm. he has not had sex with. Mm-hmm. She comes to bring him thing. He gets mm-hmm. fully dressed in front of her with his butt and everything. Cause he's just such an alpha male. Oh, okay. Is that an alpha male thing? Cause it feels more like assault. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all the old men are surprised about me too. It's like, well, never oh my God, are you kidding me? Today. I was able to dress in front of a woman before. Also see this woman. So the woman from Gilmore girls mm. to me, doesn't look eighties. She actually looks quite modern. And even though her haircut yeah. is like kind of like the twenties, there's something very modern era about it. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I I agree. I like this guy just drunk driving so hard. It looks okay. So road. once, so I have never. I don't drive a car, but I have mm. drunk bicycled, and mm. I just remember going. Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna text. Uh, I remember. Okay, so I'm drunk bicycling, and I'm going down Dover Court, and it's like it's a slight hill, but it's just enough to feel okay. And I was so hammered and I shut my eyes and it just felt so magical. And then I snapped oh, no. me like, this is how you die. Like, this <laughs> isn't even like, and then, and then, and then I, I didn't drunk, I didn't drunk bicycle for a while, but I'd say the, the year that I was 24, what a time to be alive. Cause I almost <laughs> died. <laughs> I drunk bicycled once and was just riding like in like, you know, it was like cars parked along the street and I just, I was like, I'm not that drunk. I just kept saying to myself, like, I'm not that drunk. And then just shouldered off someone's side view mirror. And I was like, ow, fuck. I look in the side view's hand. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> and I just like ride away really fast. Like, That's killer, man. Um, once, I'll, I'll never forget, I wasn't drunk, but I was late for a callback of an audition that I then booked. So I was oh. biking and this, and I got doored. But just my foot, like just, and it, my foot just like flailed in the wind for a good five minutes and I couldn't get like back on the bike and I was just biking with one foot. It was, but I never fell 
And I think the adrenaline of like making it and then like doing the audition and like I booked it in the room. I was like very yeah. exciting. And then I went home and I was like, my foot is broken. <laughs> it was so painful. I didn't break it, but it was like, it was fucking brutal. It was all bruised. It was I disgusting. Love you were auditioning for Lady on the Edge. Like Lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, I just remember this. Feel, like, I wish this could be communicated yeah. through yeah. the microphone, but my hand is flailing in a way. <laughs> That like, that's just what my foot felt like. And the person, I could hear them say sorry in the back. And they were probably just so shocked because it was like I was doored and I just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> I do things that like if something bad happens, like I, I just want to keep I, like, I don't know if, if I drove and I accidentally hit a parked car. Ah, I mean, morally, I, I would probably end up leaving a note, but I don't know if I'd leave a note. <laughs> I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to deal. It seems like a lot of work. Also, like I leave a note. Like I don't have paper or a pen on me at all at any time. That's so true. Leaving a note is a thing of the past. Yeah. Oh my god! How come Patrick Swayze has a, something like this in every movie of his? Because he has this exact thing kind of in the water in Dirty Dancing. Okay, I'm gonna admit now. I've only seen. Oh, I guess I've seen Ghost too. Ghost is a bonkers movie. Ghost is fascinating. I think if done in another way, it could have been like an. I mean, it did win an Academy Award, but it could have been like a prestige. What did Ghost win an Academy Award for? Whoopi Goldberg won the Academy oh, Award. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, right. Um, the, yeah, no, because Ghost, everyone. I think because it won that Academy Award, everyone now thinks it is a prestige movie. But like, the beginning is the like pottery thing, and the next hour and a half is them like fighting ghosts or like closing a portal to hell. It, it's bonkers. But that's the interesting part. Oh wait, he's resetting his internet. There he is. Sorry James. about that, guys. What a stupid internet situation. Are you okay? I feel like our podcast asks a lot of the internet. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? I've got an unlimited plan with Rogers, so let's use it. It's Rogers and it's being a little bitch like this? That's bullshit. That is bullshit. I agree. Uh, I, I thought maybe you, you were I, on like tech savvy or no, something. No, no, it's full Rogers. <laughs> but James, did you record the whole way through? Or I did, I did. Thanks, James. No, no problem. <laughs> is makes it makes my you? life so much easier. I, I hope that the recording is just you being like, oh, no, no, oh, no. <laughs> no, the whole thing is just him being like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you miss. Okay, James. Sorry, we kept the movie going. Good, but here's good. the deal. Mm -hmm. um, what you missed was Patrick Swayze in um, tight white pants doing like karate tight, type moves. Tight oh, I wish I saw that. Yeah, and he's very greasy. Yep. Actually, everyone's pretty greasy in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, he also got dressed in front of a woman uh, who had never seen him naked before, and he was very fine with dressing in front of her. He didn't say, like, turn around or can you give me a moment? No. He wow. just, and we saw a full butt. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you missed. Okay. And now oh, he wow. got hurt. So you saw Patrick Swayze's full butt. Yeah, we yeah, saw his yeah. full butt. Nice. He has a he has a he has a beautiful figure. Oh my god! You know what he just said? He said, "Pain don't hurt." That's the theme of this movie. Pain don't hurt. You know what's funny? The two times my um, internet is cut out, I've like I've said things and then not heard anything from you guys and then assumed I made a weird comment that you guys weren't reacting to. Because <laughs> the first time I said no, I didn't you know You were in the middle of saying was. something that I really wanted to hear and it was something about Emilio Estevez and then <laughs> you went away. Too. So, James, what was it? 
Do you guys remember the movie Loaded Weapon? That was a parody of Lethal Weapon, and it starred Emilio Estevez. Yes. Okay. Yes. I do not. There was Continue. a. Okay. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> there was a scene in Loaded Weapon where they made a point of making a joke of like, here's a shot of his glistening butt. And I feel like, you know, when you're a kid and you, you would watch The Simpsons and you're like, I'm pretty sure that's a reference to something, but I don't get it. Yeah. I really felt that this scene of Emilio Estevez's <laughs> butt was a reference to some 80s movie. And that's why I think revealing men's butts was a thing in the 80s. Okay. In yeah. movies. It could have been from this movie because um, his yeah. butt, when he, when he got dressed, we saw a full and it looked greasy. Nice. So that okay, so fun fact about this actress that he's in the scene with right now, this mm -hmm. is Kelly Lynch. Yes. Do you all know do we all know who her sister is? No. David Lynch. <laughs> Jane Lynch from Glee. Oh. No way, you're kidding. And do you kind of see it? You got to look at her up close without the glasses. I kind of see it, yeah. As I she don't got see older, it. she was Okay, she had a guest role on um, the new version of 90210, which I watched all the episodes of. And uh, she looks like her now more so than she did when she was younger. But she really is like, um, I'm just going to say, like a prettier version there. I said it. Sorry. Like of, of Jane Lynch. I, I might be crazy. I don't see it at all. I'm the stunned by that. And the info. hair. And, and also, uh, I, Jane Lynch is so funny. I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but. This woman, maybe she's funny, but I'm not getting that no. vibe. Am I? I don't think she is. She was pretty think, bad on 90210. I don't think the, the, the role of nurse who gives stitches gave her a lot of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the scene where there's a guy getting out of a giant monster truck yeah, that he's taking that's over. Where is that where you guys are? That's where at. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he put on his giant aviator glasses. Yeah. They're giant. The, uh, I, I do like that. Like every character in this scene is the most '80s looking man I've ever seen. I was just like, gonna say that yeah. each one's more '80s than the last. It's, the it's a mixture of the texture of their skin and their hair. Yeah, what were and, you say, and the dude there with the aviator glasses who has sort of a a, a, a necklace Shark with tooth. A, some kind of <laughs> yeah. tooth, and yeah. he has a crucifix earring. Has really got a, with, like, a vibe going on. He's got too many things going on. Yeah, he's got. Too yeah, many he's things. got. A, he's got to do that Chanel thing and take one thing off before he leaves the house. Do you think he is Christian, or do you think that was just the style, like George Michael, <laughs> well, Barry Bonds? That, the the one <laughs> crucifix earring is very George Michael. I will say. Yeah. No, I think his thoughts are on the Lord. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it has to do with Jesus he's got Christ. a yarmulke <laughs> as well. He's yeah, like really. He might be a devout Catholic. You know. Well. Yeah. But I feel like, is the shark tooth some kind of spirituality? Great point. <laughs> I like the idea that he's just like soup. He's got so like, I like, no one told him to do that. Like the wardrobe didn't give him that. He like just showed up. Like these are all choices he made <laughs> for his character who stands silently menacing. <laughs> do we think that this is the it for his character? You don't think we're going to see more of him? Oh, it'd be so funny if this is it. Like he's just like a boom guy. We like put him in front of the camera. <laughs> That's don't, very funny. Don't you, I do Beating think this someone and then saying, help yeah. him up. Hmm? I think this movie does a good job of like, the bad guys have a look that you do want to punch them when you see them. Like, earring guy, you do want to you do want to punch him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And the guy who owns the bar, he looks so mean. Mm -hmm. That's, um, what's that actor's name? I don't know what his mm -hmm. name is, but I know that he's Nick's dad on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. 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 
And he plays Freak. a really, and he's only on Freaks and Geeks, I think, for a total of like six minutes. And you know exactly the kind of man that he is. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's uh, he, he rolls through so many things and is just the biggest douchebag also, in anything he shows up in. James, where mm. is Sam Elliott? Oh, he's coming. Okay. And I really <laughs> felt like when I watched this the first time that I was like, this seems to be like just uh, a really attractive vibe that Sam Elliott has in this movie. He's kind of, I just, you tell me what you think, but I just think he's got okay. a real attractive vibe in this. Way more so I than heard Patrick. Him on a, I heard him on a podcast once and he just was so... He's just so comfortable in who he is as a man. <laughs> and like he talked yeah. about like his wife who he met. You know who his wife is? He's married to in The Graduate, the woman that Dustin Hoffman falls in love with. Really? Yeah, not Anne Bancroft, but the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's married to her. The way he just like talked about her and how he basically like saw her on a movie set and was like, and then we were in love and that's that. And then they've been like in love ever since. Just have nothing but respect for him. Yeah, and I really wish he had won the Academy. Oh my god, the Remember, sexuality in this movie. Um, <laughs> and I just wish he had won that Academy Award for A Star Is Born. I would have loved to see that man get on stage. Him and A Star him? Is Born is so funny. Oh, he's great. Of just him backing up out of the, uh, 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 him him backing his truck up after uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, is like. Is one of the funniest things in the world. James, did you see a star as I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so there's a part just where Bradley Cooper basically, like, says that he was the male role model in his life. Like, it wasn't dad, it was you, that you're, like, my man. Mm -hmm. And then he shuts the door to the car as fast as a person can humanly do it. And then, like, he, like drives and backs up so quickly and it it was it's not supposed to be funny it's supposed to be very touching but it's yeah. like it's like they did like a fast forward like what do you call it? like benny hill style like getaway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he showed emotion he's like run away yeah. <laughs> and it's just one of the best things actually Julian bertolucci does a very perfect impression of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you guys think it was like um uh i don't know a lot about this stuff but i watched the when in the oscars Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga sang that song and it was super horny and then his <laughs> girlfriends in the crowd and I felt like that was okay, we- a so weird personally, vibe. The Oscar version was James, so horny. Okay, so thank you for asking us this question. <laughs> thank you for asking us this question, James, because mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't think it was horny. I thought it was super performed. You and are so I know, wrong. I know. And everyone was like, are you kidding me? They definitely hooked up, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But and not I'll to be stand, too personal, but that. if that was your boyfriend, I mean, wouldn't you sort of be like, <laughs> huh? I think I would. I think I would be a bit like, hmm. Bit of a I mean, he did there. get divorced soon thereafter. Did he? Mm-hmm. You know, you might be right. I mean, it easily could have been performed. It just. My read was horny. A lot of people's read. Listen, I'm in the minority. You guys are correct. It probably was <laughs> horny, and he did get divorced after. <laughs> in I watched the Oscars with you, and in that room, you were in the minority. Yeah, I know. Everyone, room, well, the- yeah. My dad took a very strong stance of that it was <laughs> that they were in love. Um, yeah, yeah. Your dad was like, I can't. They're going to fuck on stage. <laughs> no, he did not say that. <laughs> in his thick Italian accent, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saying such disgusting things. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 
I think, you know what it is? I just don't, I, I, I just think that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are both so serious about the craft mm-hmm. that maybe in that moment they were in love, but it's mm. not real. It was for the art, if that makes yeah. sense. But I'm if just, you're Bradley saying that to your wife, it was just yeah. in love in the moment for the art. <laughs> She's gonna be mad. I mean, look, I was just inside her for the art. Yeah. I don't see what you're... We sixty nine for her. art. <laughs> the big fight I remember in high school, we were in this play, and this guy kissed. So this guy Callum kissed Natalie, and Natalie's boyfriend was Brayden, and we all, and it was kind of like. News was getting out that Callum kissed Natalie in the play. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night, we all went to like a huge house party and Brayden beat the shit out of Callum. Oh, so. man. For kissing yeah, his girlfriend it was in the play? Because he kissed his girlfriend in the play. And so that's when. So. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just you, a sad story that I read. This an overshare, but I don't think it is. But okay. I did a show. And I had to kiss a girl in the show. And then absolutely not a big deal. And it was like a nothing, like a peck, literally, also. But also, of course, nothing. And then, mm-hmm. her, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but then her boyfriend came a few days later and was like, So, how would you like kissing my girlfriend? Was your, Was her boyfriend... <sighs> Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> yeah. No, this is just how I like internalized the voice uh, in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> just I'm to make it muscular. But it was and weird I, because I, and I. That is weird. That's very yeah, weird. Yeah, and I definitely wouldn't. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have been a jerk about it. Of course. Like, I understand that's a little weird, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, I mean. I geez, mean, I were you in high school when you did this play or was it was it college? This was post. University? I was well into my 20s. Okay. Oh, yeah. man. That's super weird. That's, then. yeah. It is weird. But I think it's weirder, and funnily enough, the drama teacher that put this play on got fired, like, publicly. Oh, man. Uh, that Making two teenagers kiss on stage in high school. Mm. Yeah, you shouldn't gonna, do that. Yeah, I agree. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't think it needed to be a story that needs to be told. Not even for, <laughs> like, the fact that, like, oh, it's teens, but for the fact that, like, the way that the social structure works in high school, mm. it's uncomfortable. Asking and also, for trouble. Who... You're asking for trouble. Also, who's who's watching the show? The parents. So as yeah. your parent, you want to go and watch a high school play and watch two children kiss? <laughs> I just think it's so disgusting. It is. Unless it's like a peck in like Romeo and Juliet. Like, that's it. That's all you need to see. I mean, right. that's, that's, that's what they get the... That's the pedophile trap they set up. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. don't worry, we got a, we're doing a high school production of Hairspray the way God intended. And then, oh, God. So like... Everywhere they go, where this whatever state they're in looks like this, eh? Like every bar looks the same. There's not one place that that isn't like a thousand years old and filthy on the inside. Yeah. That's just the eighties, man. Um, I do love the reoccurring bit of this that his car is always totaled. Like, like he throws people out and they just destroy his car every time. <laughs> it's a bummer. I just can't get over the line when he said, "Pain don't hurt." <laughs> I just think that's the real theme of the movie. Also, it seems like a very difficult lifestyle for Patrick Swayze. He, you know, how can he settle down? He's constantly going to new roadhouses across America, <laughs> starting again. <laughs> like, Spin this kicking. isn't an easy lifestyle. And I mean, 
I hope they're paying him a lot, but I don't know that they are. I I doubt I doubt a uh, uh, I doubt like being the best bouncer in the world is a bit like being the best lacrosse player in the world. Like he needs a second job. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah, needs exactly. <laughs> I love her Jeep though. I that is that cool. Jeep <clears throat> looks pretty badass to me. Um, I mean, you wouldn't get tips as a bouncer. No one's gonna tip you. No. <laughs> Imagine tipping the bouncer. Uh, thank yeah. you, sir. What, Great job today. <laughs> when I was like in my uh, early twenties, my friend like narc. and I tried to get into some dumb, like dumb bar, like Crocodile Rock or something. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the bouncer, my friend was really. We were both naive, but my friend is was quite naive. And the bouncer um, was like, "Sorry, guys, you can't get in." And we we're like, "Oh, okay." And then he sort of quietly says to my friend Dan, "You can get in if you give me twenty bucks." And then my friend Dan didn't realize that it was he was trying to be subtle and like we were going to pay him off. So really loudly, my friend Dan was like, oh, OK, twenty dollars. eh? all right. Let me just find twenty dollars. And the guy was like, shut up, shut the fuck up. Did you get in? God, I actually that would be really good if I knew the ending to that story. But I don't really remember. I think we got <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. The um, the villain in this movie has a beautiful big house, but. And, you know, these people, but it is in the country. And, you know, like, especially in the States, I feel like in rural areas, yeah, yeah. You, you'd be not that, you know, not comparatively not that much money to have a big house. So he might yeah, not actually like be a, all that rich. Yeah, he's only doing oh, okay. I thought, yeah. I thought you were getting into being like, if you have a big house in the country in the south of the States, it implies that you at one point own oh. slaves. <laughs> I mean, I, thought no. you were getting at. <laughs> I mean, I mean no. yeah, that is probably a situation. That <laughs> I just meant maybe the house was like, Three hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which to <laughs> scale? If you're only making the fucking bouncer money. I went to on a road trip to Pittsburgh, and uh, oh, my yeah. friend and I. It was I loved Pittsburgh. It was so nice, and uh, we had this really we found this like really amazing cab driver randomly, and he's like, "You guys are visiting." He's like, "I'm going to drive you around. You know, I'll show you all the stuff." And we're like, "Well, this is so cool." He was such a cool guy. He showed us all around Pittsburgh. And he drove us up to like this kind of a, the, the fancy area of Pittsburgh, like right up on this mountain okay. or this hill, I should say, that overlooks yeah, the yeah. city and these beautiful big houses. And we were like, wow, it's really nice. And he was sort of like to be sort of like, get this. He's like, this was like maybe five years ago. He's like, some of these houses up here cost a million dollars. Toronto, that would man. be. Any house. Yeah, any house. I think uh, a news story came out saying that most, like, the starting thing now in Toronto is a million dollars. I'm sure that's true. Nothing goes below a million. Yeah. But I have family from Pittsburgh, and let me tell you, we haven't visited them not once. Oh, you should. (laughs) Yeah. You haven't been? No, it's very random. It's like one brother of, like, so my mom's first cousin, there's like... (laughs) My, so my, my mom has a million cousins and Italian. this is one of like eight <laughs> children that just moved to Pittsburgh. Don't know what he does. I don't know why he's there, but oh. they're always telling us to go and that they'll take us to the Rock and Roll oh, Hall of Fame. Oh, that's Cleveland. Oh, I'm... But it is close. Cleveland. It is a couple hours away from Pittsburgh. I yeah. did do them no, both No, then the they same must trip. live in Cleveland. Oh, well. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you know what? On, well, the, on the road trip, we did Pittsburgh and then Cleveland. And I'm going to be honest, okay. Pittsburgh was great. And I thought Cleveland would also maybe be great, and it wasn't. It wasn't great. So what was great about Pittsburgh, though? It was I feel just like cool. No it's sort it. of like this city 
And then all around it is sort of forest in an interesting way and like these big yellow bridges. Oh, and it was just kind of a pleasant, small city with nice – it was kind of – I really like baseball. They have like a really cool baseball stadium and um, it's like oh, fun to walk around. Was this a baseball and, pilgrimage? Yes, it, we it went, did feel like you just yeah. <laughs> did feel like you described the city like a child would. Like, <laughs> there's forests and big yeah. yellow bridges. And, You're right. And did I you like see baseball. Good, did you watch it? Yeah, well, these are these are all good things. Yeah. <laughs> did you see good baseball games? <laughs> we saw a game there, and it was fun. Andy Warhol okay. Museum was there. Oh. It was just kind. Of, you know what? It was oh, like a yeah. six-hour drive from Toronto, shorter than you'd think, and it was just like a fun. One day road trip. Uh, I feel like it was fun. I feel like that's what I want to do when, when all is said and done, is like, I have the power to do things. I should go and do a trip to Pittsburgh. Go to Montreal more. You know what? I can really North not Bay. not do stuff, and it really like my girlfriend currently is very good at like let's go do this, let's go do that, and I'm really grateful for that because I always feel better if I'm like doing doing those things but left to my own devices i don't at oh, all yeah. i don't do anything yeah left me to my too. Own devices, i just watch long movies <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> like, yeah. me too actually i need i was just thinking like this should be the next like when i date someone when the pandemic is over um this should be my like checklist is like someone that like has ideas like this because i uh i want to do it but you, I'm so it, limited. It's like even when I like decide what to eat for dinner, it's like, oh, fuck it. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Did you miss where you frozen out? I think it was him at the strip club. First of all, the strip club was a wild scene because <laughs> the women I was telling uh, you might have been frozen when we were talking mm. about this, too, that the women of the 80s, the, the ones that they choose to show their naked bodies, I guess, maybe yeah. not all women, but they all have a very similar shape to them. That seems like I don't know how you could work out to attain that shape, <laughs> but it's like it's like they get really narrow hips that like V in right. and they all wear like high waisted bikini bottoms that yeah. really accentuate a V. Yeah. And, and 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 that's what that strip club was. And they all had like crazy fake boobs yep. from the 80s that just look very different than the fake boobs of the now. I think. <laughs> Can I just make one point? Can you see mm. Patrick Swayze's, you know, his sort of um, loft right now, which seems to be the sure. top floor of a barn in the country? Okay. But wouldn't you love to live there? I would. I would too. I'd love to live in this loft, this barn looks... loft. I do love the logic of this movie that he lives across the lake from, or street, from the, really, arch from the richest man yeah. in the world. Oh, wait, he lives across nemesis. the street from that? Yeah. Imagine you had a mansion and your arch enemy lived in the lake across the lake from you in a barn. <laughs> well, a lake is a lake is a good space, I guess. Yeah. The 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 street just goes around the lake. Like it's like Yeah, the, that's, true. that's true. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> like like you 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 see this they're they're not really across the lake. They're more like next to each other on the lake. Right. James, are you seeing it yet? Doesn't she look like Jane Lynch? <sighs> I don't know. I I don't see it. Okay. I mean, I Alex, believe you, you but I just I don't. It. I don't know why I don't see it. I think I, it's blowing my mind. Um. Wow, this is some tension. Oh, they're all yeah. alone though. They should just kiss. There, there's no one else around. They're acting as they though, obviously like, like each other. 
Yeah, they like each other and they've been brought there to do this one thing. Yeah, why, you know, <laughs> you guys know what you're thinking about. Come on. Also, is this a thing in the 80s with Patrick Swayze? Like, like he has sex with women to songs from the 50s. <laughs> Clearly. You know what? I I think this was after Dirty Dancing and it really does feel like they ripped that off, doesn't it? Yeah, they, and then well, Ghost. Well, he didn't have oh, sex with her, but he, right. it's like... yeah. Oh my, this is so scandalous to me that she's not wearing underwear and that he's like, <laughs> he lifted her up. Oh, yeah. I actually watched <laughs> oh, I Dirty Dancing Jane for the first time a few months ago. It was great. Isn't it like good? I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Like, because I, yeah. I saw it as like a 20, you 20. you see part of this podcast? Yeah. We watched it with Stacey. Yeah. But Jeez. it was like, um, yeah. I was not, I know it's very sexual. Yeah. See, I think I just they used to, be, to like I, each I, other. To reiterate, I did only see this once, and I didn't really remember all the <laughs> sex scenes. I wasn't trying to be a total pervert. <laughs> Imagine if that's what yeah. happens to us Ooh, once as we get bring someone on. Well, I, I thought it was funny you picked this one of being like, I also watched this because. Well, no, it's no. In James's defense, he gave a list. I did give I a was, list, and the other ones were very some, not sexy. The burbs for some reason. Roadhouse a little like, horny. Say that again. No, sorry. Speed's a little horny. It's a speed. Speed is speed horny. I'm I never mixing saw it up it. with something. You've never seen then. Speed? No, I never seen. Speed's speed. great. I should watch Speed. Oh my god, you really you should see up. it. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But is it? And then action? when you've done that, watch Speed Two Cruise Control and realize that they they really were like just putting anything out in that time. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I mean, Speed Two Cruise Control. I'm pretty sure they wrote the movie not taking place on a boat and then titanic happened and they're like we gotta put it on a boat. <laughs> honestly this is shocking to me that there's so much nudity like it's yeah. i don't know why you know what because movies are less gratuitous now because online porn exists i think maybe we 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 have said like online porn exists definitely like toned it down but i think part of it is all but i think even like when online like online porn is in the 90s 2000s and we're still like hornier scenes that maybe were less gratuitous oh, but the 90s online porn you it was yeah, not yeah. easy to find i have to assume if you even had online i didn't get that's online true, until true. i think the 2000s online porn exists and they'd still have like some pretty horny scenes but then the avengers to let loop it all back <laughs> yeah. alex just making a bunch of pornography with the avengers I just I want to see Alessandra the I'm Hulk bone down. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck in this, but I really hope you watch Speed and let me know if you watch okay. it because it's so good. <laughs> okay, we'll have you back on and then we'll watch it and Great. I'll just talk right through it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, I I feel like not having seen Speed, like I respect Keanu Reeves, but I don't like a hundred percent get it. Mm. And I feel like if I had seen speed, maybe that would clear up some things for me. I think it's like kind of one of the ultimate like nineties vibes of an action movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it's high premise. Yeah. Like, just the and highest like, what's concept his face? premise. They, um, what's the name of the bad guy? In it? Dennis I like Hopper. Guy. He's what? Dennis Hopper. Yeah. yeah. He's wild. I read a book once about the movies in the seventies. And they said that Dennis Hopper went to San Francisco one weekend and did so many drugs that when he came back, he was a different person. (laughs) 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 He just never. I recommend that book, by the way. It's called Easy, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. I'm at the part in this movie where Patrick Swayze and his and Kelly Lynch are for some reason sleeping on their roof. 
And having sex yeah. on yeah. And roof. doesn't Patrick Swayze have the fucking weirdest belly button? <laughs> yeah. But like the his <laughs> arch nemesis is is across or, or down the lake and just looking at them having <laughs> sex on his roof. What the hell is he doing? Yeah. Do it in your bedroom. Showing off, baby. Yes. Here's the deal. If you have a roof that you can have sex on, have sex on a roof. It's such a good time. That's a good way to fall nude off a roof. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. I feel like roof sex was like a thing I did in my early 20s, but I also lived at home for too long. So I, I often had sex outside because I was like, the guy's like, you want to go over to your place? I'd be like, we can't. So it's usually how it would go. What is that lie? <laughs> That's you a want killer to fight move. Sure, I'm going to show you my dick. Punches directly into the guy's penis. <laughs> That's the most penis forward scene of this movie that has full nudity in it. I feel like it's not the penis that gets hurt, but it's the balls that would get hurt. So punching fully the penis maybe wouldn't hurt as bad. Am I wrong? They're, they're all next to each other. Okay, Don't worry. All right, all right. <laughs> they kind of waggle about. <laughs> they're braided together. <laughs> braided <laughs> wait so is this guy the second toughest bouncer I then? believe he was Patrick Swayze's bouncer mentor oh yeah, they, they, his <laughs> spiritual guide yeah the most insane setup I forgot about that it's All kind the of like this exactly universe where bouncers are very important and like very skilled and very sought after and you know what I mean like kind of like they're yeah yeah shinobis or something you know what i mean like they're yeah like, like his sensei <laughs> or something yeah i like that it's a world where bouncers are like tiny cops like they're yeah. just like they, they're judge during executioners yeah. as long as they're in a bar like is this like a fantasy for some people like to be like to be such a tough guy that like is, everything's fine this mm, is kind of like a, like a precursor to Drive. Like this is like the same. I think the same guy eighty nine who loved this movie loved Drive. Really, the Ryan Gosling. I, this is similar to Drive. Yeah. In, in 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 like the like people who like idolized Ryan Gosling would have idolized Patrick Swayze. I think. Mm. You think? Like I like Drive. But I didn't idolize Ryan Gosling, and it's like I like this movie. I don't idolize Patrick Swayze. But the guy who would is the same guy because it's like idolizing like. Like hyper masculine, but not like. Mean. But Ryan, Ryan Gosling seems actually funny. Is Pat? Does Patrick Swayze come off as funny? I don't know. In Drive, Ryan Gosling says like six words total. You never see pubic hair like that in a movie. My God, this movie is <laughs> sexual. Um, uh, yeah, I guess he does. And Oscar Isaac's in it. It's a great movie. Now that I think about, it. I only saw it the one time. I actually don't remember anything but the music. It is weird that they just showed Sam Elliott's pubic hair. <laughs> they probably could have avoided I, that. Cause he, if you, I, I think he know, could they, have had a scar because he, he has a scar. He's just they showing them a scar, opposite. but he pulls down his jeans enough that you just see his pubes. They did the opposite <laughs> of avoid that. They were like, where is the horniest place we can put this scar? Yeah. If it was on his chest. He would have like ripped open his entire shirt to show it. So, uh, you missed Sam Elliott just really dancing sexually with Patrick Swayze's yes. girlfriend. And like she was fine with it. I remember. And so was Swayze. I remember thinking that was sort of weird. Like, you know, it's one thing for for uh, his Patrick Swayze's mentor to be sort of like, hey, I'm chummy and buddy buddy with your girlfriend. Oh, she's beautiful. Ha ha. You know, but it felt a little, you know, 
I don't know why they they added well, that element where it's kind of like, oh, are they horny like, for each other too? Well, this is the thing. I think Sam Elliott could have her whenever he wanted her. He just have mm. to have to make the decision. And so it's an odd choice because I don't know. We were talking about this. Patrick Swayze, uh, he just doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I, respect, rest in peace. But <laughs> I just I don't he don't I don't I don't see it. I understand that he's handsome. I do. Mm-hmm. But and I but I don't Sam Elliott way more so. Oh no, she's into him. She kissed him. She chose him. Yeah, that's that. That's what happens. That's how you know someone's into you. And the slightest, <laughs> the slightest kiss. This movie is all like we fight and then we have sex and then we look at naked girls and then we fight again. <laughs> Does it get men all like riled up when they watch it? Probably. Yeah, man, that's just life. I think, I, think like, I like what this movie is that as the movie goes on, the bar gets better and better because Patrick Swayze has been cleaning it up. So like now they have like this like big neon sign, like everyone's <laughs> got uniforms. Like uh, every time you see the bar, it's like slightly better than the last time you saw like the bar. It's like he's the guy from Bar Rescue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> um, John Taffer. John Taffer. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of memories of being in hotels and then watching that uh, marathons of that because I have nothing else to do. Man, Spike just loves showing you Bar Rescue. Yes. And truthfully, it is one of the best things Spike can show you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that channel still a channel, Spike? Because all I remember is Entourage being on it like all the time. They changed their name to Paramount Channel? I can't remember. Hmm. Where's this? Just, Wait, weren't they just in the bar? Yeah, Wait, are they that's, not? The, that's across the street. That's the auto. That's the the auto parts thing. Oh, see, it's hard. The rich guys that thugs looks a lot have like set the, the auto parts store on fire, and in fact, blown it yeah. up. And that auto auto parts store is owned by Kelly Lynch's dad. Pretty um, fucked up. Yeah, that's so unfair because because she's just an innocent in this. Yeah. And he Especially does your not dad. Have insurance. Yeah. They just imagine hate. that's how you find out. And all this is because they hate that Patrick Swayze is cleaning up this bar. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the shittiest bar and I want to fight. Yeah. But imagine that's You've how you find out your daughter's life. someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to remake this movie with John Taffer and Bar Rescue. <laughs> like it's just. It's the same plot, only instead of it being a bouncer clean up the bar, it's John Taffer putting in a turbo tap system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always felt like, yeah, part of it in the reveal of the new bar and bar rescue would be like, and we installed this uh, iPad system. Like, it's always felt like some sponsored thing that's like, you know, this is perfect. Then you sponsored. press a button, and, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that like, I, I love like the bar rescue thing where it's like, 45 minutes worth of the show is like them being like, you're gonna learn how to make these expensive cocktails and the food's going to be better and blah, blah, blah. But really what's rescuing the bar is they infuse like $200,000 worth of bar equipment. (laughs) So that's like, (laughs) I really like how he plays the guitar. Yeah. Um, on his lap. Does this girl have something to do? Wait, wait, is this the woman that got beaten up and was at the, God, I wish all the women didn't look exactly the same. Um, was she the one that was in the house of the enemy? And that's why Patrick Swayze seems pissed? I think so. I think or, so. Or, yeah. yeah, like this guy's house. Also, this is... 
a wild dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like truthfully it would be a bit embarrassing if if someone did got on stage and did the sexy dance uh, during a song. I guess, yeah. but there's no other women in the bar, so right. I guess <laughs> I guess the it guys, would still be weird. Like it would the guys still won't be. say anything because. I'm not gonna like, lie. Like, I really like her dress. I think it's really cool. Like everyone, like she's dancing, and everyone's like trying to ignore her. Yeah, be sort of like, oh no, ah uh, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Well, Patrick James, Swayze's trying to get her to get off the stage. That a guest has ever brought on. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's good. It's just I, so hilarious. I didn't really think about that. Because I just that. didn't see this for you specifically. No, you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't really think about it. See, do you see what I mean when I was talking about women in the 80s, their bodies, the V? I do. Like, is this not a V? I do. <laughs> Underwear clearly had a style at the time of just... That's true. Looking like that. Oh no, his girlfriend's gonna be so mad. That's like what Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did in front of yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and look, Sam Elliott's there. This is just another Star is Born situation. Oh my god. But that seems like a bad dream to like walk out of a bar and like barely covering your chest because you're like half naked that just felt like I because got, of like, a dance you did yeah i got the embarrassment <sighs> of a dream <laughs> there was one there was some bit i was doing in sketcherson's where i was covered in something blood probably and and like had no shirt and i was like oh shit i gotta like just rinse this off and i remember running through comedy bar like it was like no one's really in the bar with no shirt and felt so embarrassed to like run to the washroom mm-hmm. from oh. the green room and I felt so embarrassed. I'm like, I don't know. It's not like a big deal, but like, it feels incredibly embarrassing to do that. Yeah. I, I've never had this experience. I told this recently on my podcast. I remember when I was like 11, maybe I was watching a mm. movie in the movie theater and I don't know why I, but I, I barfed on myself and I was like, <sighs> Oh man, I was with my older sister and she was like, I guess take off your shirt. Cause I had barfed all over my shirt. So then I did. And then I left the movie with no shirt on, but I was so embarrassed, but I tried to act like, yeah, I know I don't have a yeah. shirt on and that's normal. <laughs> and it was how old were you? Like 11, 12. Oh no. Yeah. But it was very embarrassing to be a weird 11 year old kid leaving a movies, uh, shirtless and everyone going, that's weird. And I'm trying to be like, no, it's not because was I barfed was on myself. You're so young that you're just like a baby, but you're old enough to feel extremely self-conscious. Yes. So it's acceptable for adults, but it is not acceptable for you. Yes. <laughs> it's this horrible in between. <laughs> I remember once I was babysitting this kid. He was like seven and he would do this thing when he would go to the washroom. I knew that he would take off all his clothes. Like he would take off his shirt. He'd take off his pants all the way every time he go to the bathroom. Hmm. And so we go to a restaurant and he keeps saying he needs his privacy, he needs his privacy, but I can't like leave him. So I'm like standing outside the bathroom because he's seven. And then he comes out of the bathroom and he's not wearing a shirt and he's just walking totally normal. And I just see his face go <gasps> and then turn around to get his shirt. And it was one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Why did he do Mr. that? Beaned he just it. likes to be free. 
he needed to be completely free when he went to the washroom. I don't know why. <laughs> he also did this thing where, oh man, he's a child still, but it's funny to think like how embarrassing this would be if he knew I was talking about it. But he would do this thing. So I took him to the movie theaters, but I took him to the Carlton and they were selling a slushie. And he kept saying he wanted popcorn, but he also wanted the slushy. And I was like, listen, you're going to barf. If you eat both a slushy and popcorn, I just know it's a matinee. You've only had breakfast. Like, I just know in my heart that this will hurt your stomach. And he's like, please, please, I promise, I promise. And like, it was just like a very, it was like three weeks of like intense, like babysitting him from like seven in the morning until seven at night. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Eat the slushy, the thing. And then the rest of the movie was just him running to the bathroom every two seconds. <laughs> but me having to stand outside the men's room and him screaming, being like, I didn't know. I didn't know <laughs> the entire time. Oh, breaks my heart. And just knowing that he's completely naked on the toilet while this is happening. <laughs> uh, so kids are so stupid. <laughs> Why do people have the power that they have in this movie? Patrick Swayze has too much power as a bouncer, and this rich man has too much power as a rich man. Mm -hmm. Imagine you, like, <gasps> like imagine, like, I, like they they own a giant monster truck they drive around in, right? Mm -hmm. But like, imagine like you had that monster truck and were just like going to pick up groceries. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's insane Very that impractical. you would actually own a monster truck and drive it around. It's it's also its mileage can't be great. No. Oh, they're destroying all of these cars. Yeah. But man, this this movie is the definition of testosterone, eh? Yeah. So it's like a fucking monster truck just crashed after we saw an explosion. After we saw a woman dance on stage like to a striptease. Yeah, maybe it's just all all gas, <laughs> like, no brakes. That was like the series of events. <laughs> and the millionaire is just imagine. owning that he created the situation where this monster truck destroyed this <laughs> a business, and he there's no comeuppance at all. No comeuppance because he has six out of the twelve police in his pocket. But I I think this would go above the police. I think we would go. Yeah, this to the at this point would be like okay, we're calling the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> Yeah, call the FBI. Make this like a multi-state basically a terrorist situation. organization. <laughs> yeah. They are but what are they really? Like, they're not bikers. Like, what do they do? Just like hassle people? I don't know. Just, they just, just don't like bouncers. Yeah. <laughs> this is all because of Patrick Swayze. Yeah. They're like, you yeah. fucking clean up that bar. I'll destroy this town. Basically. Also, no one in this town has a gun because I just feel like this would be the time that you just shoot that dude and that's the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. He shot. He he used a gun in the bar earlier to silence everyone when they're fighting after the nude the nude stripping. Mm -hmm. Oh man, there's just the look how layer greasy of, he is, and always in a white white pair of pants to see the curvature of the butt. Also, Sam Elliott is wearing the exact same clothing that he wore in Star is Born too. He mm. might just show up to movies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like thing. those are sort of uh, fashionable jeans for present day that Sam Elliott's wearing. Are they? He looks great. Yeah. He looks great. I do prefer him with a mustache versus a beard. I'm not going to lie. Oh, fair. I just got to keep reiterating. That this is if a like someone mapped out like what boys want. So we go from striptease. No, we go from explosion 
no, no, strip, yeah, explosion to strip tease to monster truck to boxing. <laughs> it's really I, I, true. I was like the screenwriter instead of like an outline of like beats oh, that will happen. It's just a list of things to put in the movie. Yeah, that yeah. Do- so wouldn't it be cool if like um um he punches a, a weight bag on one level and then he goes up the stairs. Guess what? Another weight bag. Oh no, <laughs> do we lose James again? <laughs> right before he left, he did say, "Oh fuck." <laughs> Like did the internet like, come to murder him? Because <laughs> someone from Rogers walked in. <laughs> Just shot him point blank. We said no internet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, James is so sweet looking to see his eyes like well up with tears and just... By Rogers, I've done it. I've cracked. It's been a slow burn this whole podcast, but we finally got there. Also, I can't believe that this movie's still going on. They are not. uh, They're not like developing more story. It's the same story over and over again. (laughs) I didn't say it was good. I just said it was kind of like fun and horny. Oh yeah, it's super fun, but it's just so funny that it's like we're oh. not learning anything new. I can't believe we have twenty four minutes left of this. <laughs> just crying. I hope sixteen of those minutes is the credit. We should have done speed. I'm sorry. I, I, is speed on Netflix? I'm gonna check this out right now. Oh my god. Also, I had frozen yogurt right before this. And I cooled my body down in a way that was unwell for me. Like, it froze me to the bone. (laughs) And only now am I finally feeling warm. Another explosion? Also, remember frozen yogurt? It was really good. (laughs) It it, it really... I am always perplexed Menchie's is still open. Like, who's going to It's on your street. It's like the last Menchie's in town. James, what happened? Sorry. (laughs) Internet. said that it looked like... The internet came to murder you because you said, oh, fuck. And then it, <laughs> it disappeared. I think I said, oh, oh I said, oh, fuck about something happening in the in the movie. Some oh, kick or okay. something. But yeah. It was very entertaining to us. Hmm. OK, so you've missed another explosion. And it's like, why doesn't this rich man just fucking kill him already? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is this rich man just dance like? playing like pussyfooting around his oh, problem is with his Patrick Swayze do we think that this is like a modern day retelling of Job and the rich guy is God and, and the devil and they're just doing yep. things to mess with Patrick Swayze wow. and he, his and faith the, never gets broken and being the um bouncer, the bouncer of a bar wow maybe um maybe did I do it yeah <laughs> did I this- crack <gasps> That was incredible. <laughs> that, was incredible. <laughs> that was so cool. Oh, when Swayze f- knocks the earring, crucifix yeah. earring guy off his motorbike. Yeah, this is the, That's- like, they have a, you know, like we were talking before, does cr- uh, cross earring guy come back? And this is like their big yeah. moment together. You know what I like about this fight? That they're giving each other space. Yeah. Respectful. Respectful. They let him go a little bit, then he yeah. He you goes go a bit. bit. I go a bit. I, I like police. I, uh, I watched Police Story the, recently sorry? again. I watched Police Story recently again, which is like a Hong Kong Jackie Chan film that like he kind of made his name with. I remember and Police Story. 
it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. But it's like all like it's like a weird crime drama, but all the fights are so amazing and like they're shot so wide that you like see everything. And I was like watching, I was like, this is so good. And then watching any other fight scene since then, I've been like, ah, garbage. It's no police story. Jackie Chan directs too, right? Well, it's like he brings in his own like fight team. And, oh, and a okay. lot of times the fight team will like also direct a bit. He's very talented. I mm-hmm. really love that man. Oh, I love a hand-to-hand combat, though. It's so much more entertaining than anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of shit for saying that I don't think car chases are ever interesting on film and no one, everyone just kept naming car chases. They liked and I dis, I di- I dislike him still. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not winning a fan over here, but mind you, I've never seen the French connection and that's supposed to be the car chase of all car chases. Guys, I think it's an easy solve. No one looks like they have a lot of money and this area of town doesn't look like a great place to live. Why don't we just all pack up and move down the road? <laughs> yeah. This rich guy loses all yeah, power like, once you leave the location. He lives right next to his enemy. I mean, or, or you know moves what? The town. Just be like, you know what? This, <laughs> yeah. this roadhouse is a bit much. I'm quitting and I'm moving away. You know, like there's not really a reason I can get a job. I'm the best bouncer in the world. I can probably get a job at any other I guess he did fall in love with Kelly Lynch, so he's invested because of that. But But now Kelly Kelly Lynch looks at him him different now because she saw him rip out a float, (laughs) which I don't know. It doesn't matter how how much in love you are. You can't watch anyone rip out a throat. (laughs) Yeah. That is the man I fell in love with. I'm so grateful that I've never seen, yeah, a man that I love. <laughs> Do rip any kind of violent act, let throat. alone rip a throat out. Ooh, I just gotta chill. I think it's from all the violence or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's a nurse. Knowing that a man you could never trust a man if he ripped out a throat. Yeah. Yeah. Like before this, she dated an accountant and was like, oh, I want someone with a little more spunk. Mm-hmm. And then now she's dating a guy who rips out throats and she's like, mm, overcorrection. Like, yeah, she's a fun. doctor, so I she mean, knows how bad that is for you if you have your throat That's what I out. was thinking, that she's a nurse, <laughs> Everyone, so she knows. I don't, you don't need a medical degree what? to know getting your throat ripped out is bad. She knows, but she really knows. Yeah, she saw it. Like, she's like, oh no, his thyroid and his exactly. larynx. Like, she could thyroid <laughs> 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 oh my god do you think he got the esophagus too oh. <laughs> but also like he already was dead like was the throat pull the thing that killed him it might have or been the only overkill? way to kill that earring guy he was so strong and crazy you just had to yeah. do something drastic to. and he had a gun the whole time so mm-hmm. he kind of was asking for it yeah but it's like, Maybe how do you get out of the? Yeah, how do you top? I mean, the guy whose throat he pulled out was bad, but not as bad as the boss. So it's like, are you going to top that somehow for the guy we hate even more? Also, also suspenders, man. Like mm. he hasn't really done anything this movie. Suspenders, no. man. If this was if this was made now, would be the guy that played Richard Jewell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? What's like? I like that actor. He's really good. It, yeah. He he would be like doing it for fun. Like he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's like, just a fan. He's a he's, fan of the movie, so he yeah, wants to he, be a part of it. He's he's at scale, like yeah, yeah. 
Also, you can tell this guy is at least somewhat rich because he has a bunch of African bullshit. <laughs> um, for the people listening at home, we're currently watching the two of them fight in a room completely covered in taxidermy stuff. And the rich guy had a gun. And now he's using a spear because he has a bunch of hunting things from, I guess, like safari hunts. Yeah. But he's like 58 and Patrick Swayze's like 30 and like a martial arts master. I mean, give me a break. He's not going to get him with a spear. I don't think Patrick, like I'm 30 and Patrick Swayze and I, I, the 58 year old man could probably take it. Fair, but yeah, yeah. That but, guy I mean, looks Patrick like he's made of a, dense muscle. A throat pulling out, man. Ripping, yeah, yeah. Look, clearly this is his move, and he's gonna do it. Do it, do it. What? You're, this guy hasn't angered you enough. <laughs> he earned it. What? Credit where credits due. Do it. Do the ro- do the throat. What? Oh, because then she wouldn't like him again. I guess it would be a hard sell. This many people died. Oh, he's alive. Suspenders, Suspenders guy is alive. It. He's on the right side of history. We were right. He was just like, I don't want to have to fight him. Yeah. He ripped out a throat. No, he didn't I rip didn't out know. his throat again because otherwise Kelly Lynch would never touch him again. But he knew he ripped out at least one throat. Yeah. Like, what did it really if matter? Fight, if you're fighting someone who's ripped... Yeah, if you're fighting someone who's ripped out a throat before, you're like, I don't want to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Also, where the hell were these guys like 10 minutes ago? Yeah. And now there's police? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because Patrick Swayze made a big thing about, I'm not going to kill the the guy. And then one second later, all the townsfolk shoot the guy and, and they all kill him. I mean, they still killed him. You know, like, I don't really he get He killed the... so many other people. That how is him not killing the source of the problem, the guy that truly fucked over Kelly Kelly Lynch's dad, to not kill him is the noble thing to do that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not really what this uh Now the police have arrived all about. at this bloodbath and they're like, What happened here? And everyone's going, I didn't see anything And the police mm-hmm. are just gonna be like, Huh, well It's a Oh my god. I will not investigate further. It's a time before DNA, man. And that's the movie. Wow. Yeah. That was incredible, James. Pretty wild. I mean, again, sorry if it was a little raunchy, but uh <laughs> It wasn't a little bit raunchy. It was extreme. It was the raunchiest movie. Yeah. It was Damn. yeah, this is maybe the like we watched Fifty Shades of Grey. This may be raunchier than that. Oh movie. man. Well Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, you don't see any penetrative sex in Fifty Shades of Grey, funnily no, enough. Most of Fifty Shades of Grey is discussing the sex they might have one day. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even sex. It's just him hitting her with stuff. It's a terrible movie. Oh. Anyways, James, <laughs> thank you so much. I honestly really enjoyed that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I thought at first I was not going to like it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a good if you're drunk or hungover kind of movie. If you ever see oh, it yeah. on whatever TV, oh, I'll, I'll exactly. never watch it again. No, I'll never watch it. <laughs> refuse, but uh, I am realizing that I'm like, wow, this movie's two hours. I thought it was always like an hour and a me half. Me too. It's that's a hundred percent been edited for cable. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been edited for cable. I think there was a lot we didn't need. And TBH, I love Sam Elliott. Was he that necessary? 
No. No. I don't think so. You know what? You're yeah, right. He had to die to, to, I feel, to, I, to I, make I, him kill more. I feel like I could have found 25 minutes minutes to trim to make it an hour and a half. <clears throat> you know? But I think but if you're making a it. movie where its main thing is punching and boobs, try and keep it under two hours. Yeah. Just, just try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyways... Yeah. What a joy. James, thank you so much for coming on our, our little pod. Um Thanks for is there anything me. that you would like Oh, of course. Um you, you were on the there, first Sketchersons I ever was in, and now you'll be on the last episode of the podcast we'll ever do. <laughs> Surprise! No, we, gotta, we have, other, <laughs> oh, we have cool. ga- we have other guests planned. What do we tell Surprise! them? Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, um James, do you have anything you would like to plug? Well, I do a podcast with Mike Belazzo called the landlord and tenant pod mess that's very fun also on sonar and um yeah. oh man i don't know i have a stand-up album called get bent Ooh. it's on spotify or whatever and um that's it yeah that's beautiful thanks for having me Hello. that was really fun yeah of course happy uh Happy March. I don't know what. Happy Roadhouse. Happy Happy Roadhouse. Happy early Easter if you celebrate that. Um, It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Hope your internet's good. (laughs)